This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Third episode of State of the Arts, looking at what's happening around town and nationally and even globally uh, in terms of theater. I am again joined by Gus Gordon. How are you doing today, Gus? Kevin, I'm fine. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. I am doing pretty good. I um first, I just want to I want to ask you about uh songs for a new world. The show that yeah. was uh you guys were um are producing or putting on it was uh it was delayed for a little bit, but uh, I understand the cast is back rehearsing now. They are. We're we're planning on taping the show on September twelfth, Saturday, September twelfth. And then once we get it in the can and then we'll do the post-production work on it, then we're hoping to have um, dates at the end of September when we can make the show available via streaming. It won't be a live stream, but it will be a pre-recorded streaming. And probably it'll be the last weekend in September when it's free. But we just want to make sure that with, you know, everything that's going on right now, that the cast isn't exposed to anybody and that they're all safe and so we want to get it in the can as they say first and then we'll you know do the heavy publicity push to let everyone know about the status of the production and when they can view it and how they can view it all right that sounds really good i'm as 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 i'm sure you're excited to see it i am also excited to see it so it'll be it'll be nice yeah i mean it's an amazingly talented group of people we have a craig williams the second directing with uh, Damian Kaplan and Justin Carter from Channel 20 News. We have Jasmine French and Mary-Kate Smith, too. Well, they're all powerhouse singers. Yeah. Um, Jasmine was the lead in our Memphis last year and was fantastic. Yes, she was. And Mary-Kate has been starring in shows around the area for a while now, of course, and she is just an amazing talent. And we're so fortunate that all four of them are joining in together to do this production we're making it safe. We're, we're not going to have an audience in the theater. We're, we're taping it as a show, and then we'll, we'll stream it at the appropriate time just to you know, have some new content, new local content, but in a very safe way for this, uh, this new world that we live in. So Songs for a New World takes on two meanings there. Yes, it does. And you mentioned Memphis there. Um, it, I also saw recently um, on Facebook um, the – you know, a year ago, uh, this you know around this time is when that show was, and uh, shared some right. uh, videos of that production. And if you guys either didn't get a chance to see it or saw it, and obviously want to see it again because it was really good, the, some of the clips, uh, at least one of the clips I saw of the songs was there, and it's um, uh, it is there was an absolutely wonderful production, and it was it was so good. And yes, everyone in it was so great. Jasmine. Well, you know, it was an important production it was. Um, it was. just because of the, the subject matter um, dealing with, with race. Now, it was set in the 1960s, but as we've discovered, it just could be set at any time because it's still so, unfortunately, still so relevant. And it was just an amazingly powerful show. We had a, a, just a fantastic reaction to it. Reggie Guyton was our director, and he did a fantastic job. And... Um, we were really proud of the fact that we had, for the artistic team involved, we had um, a completely um, people of color on the um, the artistic side of things. The choreographer, the vocal director, the music director, the set painter, and um, and you know it was just a, a great group of people who came together to put on this wonderful show, and we were so proud that it happened here at the Hoagland. 
Yes, because it was that wonderful show, and um, and the talent. And oh my God. gosh, the voices. Oh my, yes, Jasmine I mean, French and Casey Cantrell and yeah. um, June Chappelle and and just uh, Alex Glover. Just these enormously talented individuals who have brought so much joy to our local arts community, um, and and then brought this important show together with such heart. And uh, Justin Carter also was in that, and Justin just blew the house off the, blew the roof off the house, as it were. Yeah. Um, that's the saying, I should say. Yeah. And uh, all, all of them did, and they all just were powerhouses and uh, a very, very um, fondly remembered production, not only by me and the staff here, but by so many who saw it in the audience. Yes. And... And when the when the audience is able to come back physically into the Hoagland and the actors and everybody involved with productions, uh, right. you guys are still you guys are still plugging away at the um, at the you know fixing up, uh, cleaning up the stage and everything. And I've I've saw some pictures and so you guys are because um, I mean I saw the pictures you know of the uh, yeah. of the floor of the stage. But uh, what else has been going on uh, there? Well, you know where the building is operating. Um, and slowly right now, we're not open to the general public, but we have twenty over 20 different resident organizations who have space or use space here at the Hoagland, and then countless people who rent space each year. The people who are resident groups, um, they've been coming in, they've been working. The ballet company has been in rehearsal, even though they don't have any performances planned at the moment. Um, they're making their decisions about uh, the nutcracker coming up pretty soon. Um, the, the youth symphony is geared up again and they're, they're starting to rehearse within the next week or so. So we're all doing this slowly and carefully and safely. And we're, we're dipping our toe into the water just to, just to at least let the, the performers and the students get back into the rehearsal process, even though we don't have the opportunity for any big performances yet. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you ever stop learning. So that's taking place. And, while the building is so empty, um, otherwise, we are taking the opportunity to do some much-needed repairs that we just weren't able to do when the building was open all the time, and people were coming and going, and we never had the chance to have a month off to strip and wax the stage and, and restain it and all of that. So we're, we're using our time well, and in addition to just continuing to raise money so that we will be here when this whole coronavirus mess is over with. But... Yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. We're still hanging in there. And um, like I said, we're just trying to make the most out of the time we have. Yes, absolutely. You guys are doing a great job with it. Um, I you, you told me uh, something briefly right before I went on air of a production, and this is, this is going more you know globally uh, in terms of what's going on with theater, a production of uh, – an adaptation of Sleepless in Seattle that is um, right. on stage um, well, there's that's a new in production, London. Um, Kevin, that just opened yesterday, I believe. Or, like, let's see, September 1st. It opened on September 1st yeah. um, in London. It is the first indoor musical that has been staged. <clears throat> Pardon me. Okay. I'm getting choked up just thinking yeah. about the return to theater. Yeah. Um, but it's the first indoor musical that's being staged in London. And they have taken so many precautions. The cast is getting tested each and every day when they come into the theater. They have something called Franked, or the Fast, Reliable, Accurate Nucleate-Based Kit for COVID-19 Diagnostic Detection. Mm. 
And so he, every time the cast, musicians, crew, and staff come into the building, they're being tested. Um, they've socially distanced the audience. The producers have said, this isn't going to make any money because it's impossible to make money with just a fourth of a house. Yeah. But it's more of a, hey, we're still here. We will be back kind of thing. And it's, it's being, you know, received pretty enthusiastically. The reviews have come in. And, you know, fans love that Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Nora Ephron was the uh, writer, and they've turned it into a musical. And of all the movies you could turn into a musical, that's probably a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. And as, as far as the pandemic is concerned, the two leads don't get together till the very end. So that also keeps them pretty safe yeah. along the way. But, you know, they're, they're making a brave or foolish move, depending on your point of view, by, by putting this show on. And it looks like a normal production. The direction has kept the actors apart, but they occasionally have to hug or, you know, so forth and so on. But they're, they're thinking it through and, and trying to offer something more as a sign of hope than anything else, I think. But, um, and I think the reviews have really reflected that. Even the reviews that don't care for the show that much have said they're so thankful to have something to see again. So offering hope and a rom-com <laughs> in yeah. London. And you'd have to fly to London to see it, and that's a whole different socially distanced kind of experience that I don't know if a lot of us are willing to take right now, getting on an airplane. Yeah. But... uh you, I, it makes me wonder if the, um, if it is a if the production is very successful. Um, and I mean, I know they said they aren't in it to make money; they just want to, you know, put on a show. But if that production ends up being successful, I wonder if there's going to be any more uh, in that similar fashion, or even if the musical itself is so popular that maybe it's something because their rights of recording stuff is a little more lenient. Right. Maybe over there they record that and release it and say, hey, this is a this was done during uh, the pandemic and you know yeah. maybe that'd be another way to get the music I, out I haven't heard that, but that is definitely a possibility. I think the show is scheduled to run through September twenty seventh, I believe. And you know, this is such a popular title that I know we'll see it in the States at some point. It okay. will probably be very popular with community theaters and um, touring productions. So I, I, I imagine we will see this at some point, um, either streamed somewhere yeah. um, or on stage at some time in the future. Cause the, you know, sleepless in Seattle is, is a very popular movie. And I think there's a lot of uh, people who would be interested in seeing the stage version of that. There's been a lot of that going on lately, you know, with, Beetlejuice and Flashdance yeah. and Footloose and Ghost the Musical. So many popular Tootsie was a musical. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. They're really the composers and lyricists right now on Broadway are turning to popular, popular movies from the 90s, it seems, yeah. 80s and 90s, and, um, you know, trading on that nostalgia. And for the most part, even if they're not great works of art, they've done pretty well and have made money while touring the country. Um, I mean, I'd like to see Beetlejuice the musical. Me I think too. that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe someday we will. Maybe, yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and interesting, speaking about movies and musicals, it seems that uh, 
and I don't know when the I, I don't have it down right here when the date I guess they were looking at putting uh, this together on um, on streaming services or even in theaters. But it looks like they are really fast tracking and picking up the Dear Evan Hansen movie as they've had right. casting updates very uh, very periodically as of recent, and they've also been talking in this. I think before the pandemic, they might have been talking about the Once on This Island movie that they're doing for Disney Plus. But I, I'm wondering if, um, if uh, with you know, with uh, not as many productions going on during the pandemic, if some of these movies or even film version of shows are going to, um, if something like Diana the Musical on Netflix, if they are able to get that off the ground, if that's gonna. Um, if right. that's going to maybe fast track, I don't know, some of these movie or filmed versions, if we're going to see something that is like a maybe not not wicked or maybe just some musical movie that's been in development hell forever and that they want to get it out. I mean, I'm right. I don't know. Well, I think with the Diana musical we talked about last time, um, I think they're planning on on releasing that and streaming that in the spring of 2021. And, you know, my question is. And I think this is the question everyone has. How long is the pandemic going to last? And then when can we actually get into the theaters again? Yeah. Um, and with the Dear Evan Hansen movie, with the stars there lining up for that, including Julianne Moore and Amy Adams and Ben Platt, who, of course, originated the role on Broadway, and his father is a producer of the movie. So make of that what you will. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it could be nepotism at the highest order, but he was great and won the tony award i believe for that yeah. production on broadway um and he's certainly a big star and if his dad is a producer hey that's great um although he might be a little old to play a high schooler right now don't know about that well but. i mean you know we've all seen the movie version of greece i mean they could exactly <laughs> they can play with it. a 35 year old rizzo sure you're yeah. right so that that should be just fine but, yeah you know julian moore and amy adams i i think they're turning this into you know, a, a, a full-out movie as opposed to a staged production uh, that's filmed. Yeah. And I, I imagine they'll wait for a release. Although Mulan is coming out. Um, yeah. was that re- when will that come out? Friday, I think? I think so, yeah. That's coming out. And that's that's an interesting one with Disney+. Plus. Cause that, that one is actually, even though you pay for the subscription, that one's going to cost an extra $30 to watch it now. Or I think you can wait till wow. December. And it'll be free right. in, in December. But yeah, so, um, you know. Well, you know, they have to. They've poured so much money yeah. into these movies, and they can't distribute them in the way they normally would. And so they're probably losing a fortune right that, now. So that movie, I don't blame them for trying yeah. to, to make money off something they've already poured so much money into. I don't know what the budget was for that, but I would imagine... Hundred million or more. It was quite a probably bit. Probably more. So, God, that movie. That movie went through so many problems before the pandemic. Anyway, so yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Right. They that they need to do something on that movie. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to to hear that several projects are 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 going to see the light of day. I mean, like the changing the topic a little bit to the Walking Dead series, uh, Fear mm-hmm. the Walking Dead, and the new Walking Dead uh, spinoff are both coming out in October. Um, the Mandalorian will be premiering on, what is it, October 30th mm-hmm. yeah. um, on Disney+. Plus. So they already had that in the can before the pandemic. So there is going to be some new material out there. We're not going to be watching the same old repeats. Right. So that's good. And, it- uh, you know, streaming services have been kind of the savior of this thing, at least for people who, who want new material to watch and enjoy in the arts. 
and Netflix and Hulu and uh, Disney Plus and all the other Peacock and all the other channels that have started um, certainly have put a lot of uh, good content out there. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely the. Um you know new 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 content even i just saw recently um i watched the uh the new bill and ted movie uh which was uh, pretty good right um, i mean i enjoyed it how was um, it it's i it, it's fun it's very um it's very on the nose it's a lot like the uh first movie and i mean it's you know it's it's goofy like bill and ted fun you know not not some you know amazing you know whatever but i mean it's it was it was fun so i mean you know stuff like that you know yeah. yeah. So, you know, things are coming out. And we, I think you it's know, in, up. in this time, I would suggest that having a movie that's just fun is probably a good idea. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. It was just like, this is, you know, you can just watch, you know, hey, excellent, you know, Bill and Ted going through time. And <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, so much of what we watch on television right now can make us mad or scared or angry or anxious or whatever. Um, having something where we can just sit back and enjoy the stupidity of it there there is something to be said for that there is there absolutely is <laughs> um so uh so so gus if people want to uh get in contact with um you get in contact or follow the hoagland uh anything you guys are doing uh what is the best way to do that well you know facebook is a wonderful method to get in touch with us and uh we we try to put out new notifications when things are coming up so our Facebook page, Hoagland Center for the Arts, is a great way to get information. Um, of course, we also talked about last week or the week before about the Springfield Theater Center, and they have a production that is uh, called The Spirit of Lincoln. Yes. It's a Ken Bradbury show, and they have started in rehearsals for that and are working hard. Um, they, are, they are still determining how they will stream that and the exact dates of the streaming, at, at least at the time that we're talking, I, I haven't heard those dates yet. So they're still working on that. Um, again, the primary concern, keeping everyone safe. And uh, so some of these productions you'll see will probably be a little less dynamic than normal with blocking and movement and choreography and so forth. They might be a little more static in some cases. Uh, at least, I don't, I don't know about Spirit of Lincoln, but Songs for New World, some of the numbers will be done in more of a concert style um, right. just to, to remain as safe as possible. But I think people understand that, understand the restrictions we're all working under, and I hope, I hope we'll be forgiving if something isn't quite as um, fully staged as they might have seen in the past. But right. there'll still be plenty of great movement and, and, and fun you know, choreography and direction and so forth, but it might be a little different looking, at least as we, you know, start trying these these uh, early things. Yes, absolutely. And um, I think, you know, no matter how it is staged or presented, I think people are just going to be just going to be excited to see some local theater with the talent that we have in this town again so uh, right. absolutely be looking out for that production and any others that we uh um, hoagland's working on uh sdc i mean any anything i think you know so we'll, we'll be looking out for that and uh things around the world as well gus thank you so much for joining me once again we will do this again next week kevin sounds great you have a good week you too thank you